2: Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, free reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. You're listening to the Buck Sexton show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Buck Brief. Our friend Josh Hammer with us now. He is senior editor at large for Newsweek and host of the Josh Hammer program and uh mr josh let's start with this uh the situation of lawfare as it pertains to trump bring us up to where you think this stands with the various prosecutions is any of this stuff going to win because it feels like they're hinging all their presidential hopes the biden folks on getting a guilty verdict somewhere against trump
2: so I think yes and no, Buck. I mean, part of it is I think they're just going to start carpet bombing the airwaves with so many TV ads, so many newspaper ads and internet ads. Is trying to fear-monger people and just saying, oh, he's a criminal. And, you know, they're going to try to peddle that message basically before he's even been convicted. So to an extent, I think an actual conviction before November would just be the cherry on top for them. I'm not sure that their whole game plan necessarily depends on that, but they obviously want that conviction before November. You know, unfortunately, like, Buck, the way that criminal prosecution works, these things take a long time. I mean, look what's happening in Georgia just this week where you have this ridiculous situation where Bonnie Willis, the DA, has nominated her kind of sort of you know illicit lover to be to be the special prosecutor. And now, you know, just today it comes out that a judge in Georgia is now ordering an investigation to this. So. Quirks like this come up. I mean, not every criminal prosecution has something where a prosecutor has tapped her illicit paramour to be the special prosecutor. But over the course of a prosecution, the point is that, that things come up. If I were Trump, I would still be concerned primarily about Georgia and D.C. Those to me have always been by far the two most dangerous. The situation in New York with Alvin Bragg is a total nothing burger of a case. The Florida thing is, is interesting, but ultimately I think he's going to be okay there on appeal at the latest George is very dangerous. You have a very dangerous jury pool there. You have a sweeping RICO statute. And, you know, we we have to see what happens with his claim of absolute immunity for presidential acts when it comes to what's happening in D.C. right now. We're waiting to hear from this three-judge D.C. panel as pertains to the Trump lawyer's very aggressive assertion of full presidential immunity. I don't think that's going to fly there, but it would go a very, very, very long way for Trump if that somehow passes muster.
0: And, and there's a lot of uh, attention that's been paid in the in the anti-Trump media to arguments made by uh, some Trump lawyers recently about essentially um, total immunity. I don't know what you extreme immunity, whatever you'd call it, that a president has. What you, what was the point of making that argument and, and what do you think of it?
2: So it has been totally pilloried to this argument, Buck. I'll be honest with you. I do. I do not think it's a crazy argument. I really don't. I mean, it might kind of viscerally strike people as being illogical, but if if I'm a constitutional lawyer and I'm looking at the constitutional text about if, if I'm thinking about constitutional structure, I, I actually think it makes a lot of sense. So what they are claiming, what John Sauer and the and the rest of Trump's legal team in D.C. is claiming, and this claim is now before a three judge panel in the U.S. court in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. They're claiming that the former president has absolute immunity unless he has first been impeached. And what that means, and they did tease this out of all argument, is, you know, what if you commit a literal criminal act? What if you hire an assassin to murder someone? And I get that it rubs a lot of people the wrong way to say that, oh, you cannot be prosecuted for that. But think about constitutional textbook Article 2, Section 1, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution vests, quote, the executive power in the president of the United States, the executive power is not vested in the vice president, is not vested in the cabinet official, it is not vested in a dog catcher, it is literally vested in one person. And what that means is that that person has the plenary sole and complete authority to dictate the federal law enforcement apparatus. Now, people will say, well what happens then if the president does something crazy? Well, the Constitution's framers thought of that. They have a remedy for it built in. It's called impeachment. So it's literally right there. And sure enough, when it comes to January 6th, which is basically what they're trying to prosecute him for in in Jack Smith's D.C. trial, when it comes to January 6th, Buck, they tried that. They literally tried to impeach him for January 6th. It kind of went into Biden's term. He was ultimately let off. uh, I think correctly so. But from a legal perspective from my perspective i think that that remedy then therefore has been exhausted
0: josh i'm going to have you tell everybody at home about the chevron deference doctrine and why the supreme court is looking at this and how this matters you ready for this cuz this is we're about we're about to well we're going to let josh <laughs> nerd out we're going to enjoy his nerding out here and that's going to come up in just a second uh, cuz it matters a lot it matters if you think the administrative state and the weaponization of the government is something to be concerned about, then you should absolutely care about the outcome of the Supreme Court case on Chevron deference. But, you know, there's finally a break in interest rate hikes, and now interest rates for homeowners have dropped. That's the kind of good news we need. These hills are great for new homeowners. Interest rates are now in the fives, a lot lower than they were last year. So if you've been buried in high-interest credit card debt, now is the time to break free. American financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off high-interest debt. Last year, their salary-based mortgage consultants helped customers save an average of $854 a month. That's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise over the course of a year. What a way to start. It's the company I relied on last year for my own home mortgage. That's right. American Financing was my mortgage provider, and they were phenomenal. Great customer service. If you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. Call American Financing 866-890-9392. That's 866-890-9392 or AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, org APR rates in the five start at 6.406% for well-qualified borrow- borrowers. Call 866-890-9392 for details about credit costs and terms. All right, Chevron deference. Hammer the lawyer. Hammer it. <laughs>
2: All right, so definitely not the sexiest topic in the world, Buck, but it's a very important topic, especially for people who are opposed to a tyrannical administrative state, as I think that all conservatives properly should be. So, she- Chevron deference goes back to a 1984 Supreme Court case, as the name implies, called Chevron, and what they basically said is, you know, you know, the modern administrative state is a fairly modern phenomenon, right? It's really kind of post Woodrow Wilson, so. Woodrow Wilson was president in 1910, So Chevron comes out about 70 years later in 1984. What they basically said is that when you have an administrative agency that issues a regulation, if the regulation is deemed reasonable, that's the word, if the regulation is reasonable, it doesn't have to be correct. It doesn't have to be an authentic application of a congressionally passed law of a statute. Only if the agency's interpretation of the actual congressional law, if it's quote, reasonable, then the judges can't do anything. Then Article Three, the federal judiciary has no claim whatsoever. The effect of, or the effect of this buck, is that the administrative state's power is massively engorged. Congress, in turn, becomes very lazy because they start just delegating lots of rulemaking and lawmaking to the administrative state because they have this massive leeway and discretion to just interpret the laws in any way that might be subjectively deemed reasonable. And most importantly, from my perspective, from kind of a structural separation of powers perspective, the the federal judiciary is, is dramatically weakened. So go back to like, you know, go back to constitutional law 101, but go back to Marbury versus Madison, the case from 1803 from Chief Justice John Marshall. John Marshall says that it is the province of the judiciary to say what the law is. Period. Full stop. End of story. Chevron deference by getting judges out of the picture by saying that if the law is reasonable, then judges cannot opine. We'll just let the administrators say what they will. That is a total middle finger, I think, to Marbury versus Madison. It is an inversion of the separation of powers, and I think it should be overruled. You think it will be? I think the votes probably are there for it. It's hard to say. So, you know, we have a six to three nominal court when it comes to Republican nominees versus Democrat nominees. Obviously, John Roberts is not even remotely reliable, although he did the right thing in in the affirmative action case. He's been slightly more reliable in some higher profile cases the past two terms than I thought he would be. So if I were a betting man, I would say the votes are are probably there. But, you know, there was a case a few terms ago. I'm not to like doubly nerd out here, but there's, there's another form of administrative law deference called our deference. The administrative lawyers don't hate it as much as Chevron deference. The the court a few terms ago actually couldn't even overturn our deference, but that was before the additions of Amy Coney Barrett to the court and so forth. So the composition now, if I were a betting man, I think they probably have the votes for this. This is a fairly unifying issue when it comes to all the various subcomponents of the broader conservative legal movement. The moderates, the conservatives, the libertarians, they basically all agree that Chevron deference is bad. So I think it probably will be overruled, but I wouldn't want to bet the ranch on it either.
0: All right, we're going to come back, Hammer, and uh, also dive into any predictions you care to make about how things are going to go in 2024. We're going to make Hammer the prognosticator. But, you know, there's something out there I want you to be aware of, folks. It's a company called Patriot Defender. It's legal defense for you and me, the kind we need most. No cost legal defense to protect your rights, freedoms, reputation, and your way of life. Speak up at a school board meeting about vaccine mandates, suffer the consequences, and your legal defense is covered. Your right to free speech is denied. Suffer consequences. Your legal defense is covered. Patriot Defender. Their website is PatriotDefender.com and very soon they'll open this membership up in your state if they haven't already. Patriot Defender will provide open and concealed carry self-defense so that your right to defend yourself and your family is protected as well. They'll provide you with IRS audit assistance. Go check this out. There's nothing else like this out there. Go see their website, PatriotDefender.com. That's PatriotDefender.com the only membership that goes beyond just defense for concealed carry weapons. Patriot Defender will cover what others won't to uh, to protect you, your family, and your livelihood. Uh, Josh, anything that comes to mind, I'm wanting your 2024 big swing predictions here. Biden is the nominee, not the nominee. Trump wins, Trump loses, yada yada. You tell me.
2: I think that Biden's nominee. I'm pretty sure that you and I agree on this. We have some friends that are very much opposed to this, who say, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to swap out Biden at the convention. They're going to. Sw- I mean, let's think through the logistics of that. So, first of all, the actual filing dates in the primary states at this point have almost unanimously passed. So, you basically can swap Biden out in one of two ways. One is you can somehow orchestrate a grassroots bloody floor fight on the floor of the Democratic National Convention. I have no idea how you possibly could whip the actual votes for that to happen. Other than that, you can probably try to pull a, a, a Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, you know, make Joe Biden fall down a flight of stairs in a way that could end quite poorly for him in, in August, September. I mean, look, I don't put that past the Democrats, Buck. I mean, you know, I still, I still have a lot of questions, of course, as to where all the bodies are buried in, in Clinton world and things like that. But if I were a betting man, I don't see it happening. I think Joe Biden is a nominee at this point. I mean, who, who, who are they going to replace him with? I mean... The obvious answer would be the vice president, Kamala Harris, but she's obviously totally unpopular. And then if you try to skip over her to go with a white man, Gavin Newsom, you know, Democrats are risking a lot of black voters fleeing on the margins, not in total, but on the margins to Trump as well this year. So they're not going to do that to Kamala Harris. So I just don't see it happening. I think that Joe Biden is a nominee. And given that, you know, no matter what my misgivings have been uh, about the, the potential risks of nominating Trump when it comes to these endorse or when it comes to these prosecutions, no matter how illegitimate they are, no matter what those misgivings are, Biden is so, so weak that Trump obviously has a very strong chance of winning. I would probably say he's probably a slight favorite at this point, if anything.
0: Now, Josh, what gives you optimism these days? You know, I feel like a lot of people are very concerned about the future and there's a lot of catastrophism out there. Where do you think things are
2: moving in the right direction? It's a great question. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of it because I, I tend to be somewhat of a doom and gloom guy. Yeah, my, you're like me. You're not a
0: sunshine and rainbows political analysis guy, I'll t- just to be fair about that.
2: So I get it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not, right? Um, look, I, I, I think when you look at some of these so-called cultural issues, Buck, that are facing this country the right genuinely seems to be winning on some of them i mean we are currently i think winning albeit very slowly The fight against DEI, against critical race theory, against ESG in particular, ESG is a total winning issue for the right right now. We are getting BlackRock Vanguard to run away from ESG and many of these major mutual funds uh, or many of these these major pension funds, I should say, across across the state. So there there are certain issues where if you look closely enough, we actually really do seem to be winning on The, the transgender issue. I also feel cautiously optimistic about winning on that one. And, you know, look, the abortion issue, the right has been losing in a lot of states on that issue. No doubt about that. And the, I think the I think the pro-life movement has a lot of soul-surging to do. I've written about this at great length over the past year. But, but, you know, let's take solace in the fact that we're still voting on this, that it's still a political question after 50 years where Roe versus Wade was the law of the land. So there were definitely some signs for optimism even in our political world. And also, to go back to the Supreme Court, Buck, You know, the Supreme Court is one institution that is controlled by the right. Now, it is not a far-right court. It is not a right-wing court. It is a 6-3 nominal Republican-nominated majority where John Roberts barely counts. So, you know, it is not a scary right court, as the New York Times and Adam Liptak and the bloggers like that would have you believe. But it is very clearly controlled by the right. They have come up big in most of the big cases over the past two terms and as long as the right continues to hold the court, you know, that is a very, very valuable bulwark in our separation of powers.
0: Josh Hammer, everybody check out the Josh Hammer show. Josh, thanks for being here. Anytime, Buck. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month at Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, torg Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.
1: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.